Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Fun with Flame. I'm your host, Daniel the Flame. And this episode is going to be about the Castlevania anime series. I recently just finished watching all of it. Like, just in, in one go, I looked at all of it. And I gotta say, it's good. Castlevania is a really good anime. Weird that the first season only has four episodes, but hey, you know, they're trying out something. And they hit gold. And so then, like, they just, the second season having eight episodes and the third season having ten. So, you're not lost for content, um, honestly. And I, I just gotta say, like, just Castlevania in general is a really, really good anime. Until you get to the third season. Then it becomes a piece of shit. But, the first two seasons, some of the best anime I've ever seen in a long, long time. The third season is just a crock of shit. I, I mean, it's terrible to me. Um, but I, I just, man, it is really good. The concept behind everything that was going on, the way how they had the characters and establishing everything, they them going down to the three-man platform like most anime always do. You know, I mean, if it worked for Pokemon, it, it works for everybody. Um, there, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the three-man team thing, um, which they essentially has the first season just establishing the second season is just all about them trying to defeat dracula while the first season is just essentially how this ragtag group of people who will eventually defeat dracula actually meet up and i'm okay with that like it, that, there's nothing wrong with that as a story that actually worked the the short runtime of just the four episodes for the first season it Kind of is the one thing holding it back. You know, you wish there was more episodes. But if you just immediately jump into season two, then you really have no problem. But I can understand people seriously wanting more as it does end on just a cliffhanger. But it ends in a in a aspect of where it was like, well, this is obviously these people are coming together for the greater good or for a common goal. And it's like all of them came together under different circumstances Boom, there you go. Bob's your uncle, we got a series. And that's fantastic. And then the second season is just essentially their pathway into defeating Dracula. You find out more about Dracula's whores, the vampires that follow him, and um, even the fact that he has vampires that follow him, or the fact that now they're on this crusade to just wipe out and kill all humans and the aspects of how they're going about doing it. You even learn about the, um, about the fact that like there, there are different types of magic out there, are different people who have certain types of magic that are capable of doing things, um, forge masters, and, uh, humans who Dracula trusts beyond a shadow of a doubt, like, even, even above those of the vampires, who, who are helping in exterminating the vampires, really, really good, at first I was confused with it, but then it was like, I, I was like, I love it, I love their meaning and mindset behind it, because why wouldn't there be people like that, especially in that world, in that day and age, fantastic, the premise of everything starts because um, Dracula's wife is murdered. They um, accuse her for being a witch. They burn her at the stake. She's constantly pleading and begging Dracula to not kill everybody because that's exactly what he would do because he's motherfucking Dracula. <laughs> and I thought that was cool. I, I love that. I love the fact that essentially she was just this person who kind of bogarted herself into his world and into his life, and just was fascinated with the stuff that he knew, and the things that he could do, and then she fell in love with the guy, but then she was accused of being a witch, um, and he just so happened to not be there when it happened, which 
the excuse behind it, I really liked and enjoyed because of her open-mindedness and her willingness to basically kind of be like one of those, uh, a, a child of life, so a student of life, if you will, that is just, you know, opt to learn everything and anything, is willing to help people at a moment's notice, is just a generally really nice person who cares and does a lot, and she just wanted Dracula to learn more about humans and human understandings and not just be the closed off person that he is and to understand that, yeah, humans do some fucked up shit, but, you know, there's still beauty in the world, so you can't just blame everybody for just a couple of bad eggs, you know, and it's like, there's still some good, so like, hey, go out and travel, see people, see the world, get to know stuff, and, you know, then come back, tell me about it, have some stories, like, I got stories for you, all you got is just stop living in the house, so I like that. And I was like, that was that was a nice way of like having him not be there when they went and killed her, um, because it was like it was just showing you the depths of her understanding behind everything. Fantastic. So again, you got the world being ravaged and distraught now because of said fallout of Dracula wanting revenge against all humans because his wife was murdered rather than just attacking the church that blamed and killed her for um, being with him, you know, because because of raisins. And uh, hey, he's he's a distraught. Uh, depressed guy and and honestly even the way how the end of the second season goes it explains perfectly exactly what type of mindset he is in in his moment of grief when losing his wife so loved it fucking loved it and then again second season is what dives deeper into the mythos of the vampires while the first season is just establishing the team of the main characters great absolutely great now, if you notice, I'm omitting anything about the third season because, again, third season is a piece of shit, but I'll get to that later. Also, the dialogue in this anime is some of my favorite. If you have to watch this, I suggest watching it dubbed. Um, it is just fucking beautiful how they speak to each other, how they talk. The cursing is great. There's just the witty banter, and this is for all seasons, mind you, but just their witty banter, their back and forths. I love every moment of it. Every time someone is being made fun of or they talk about someone or it's just sly, com or like just sly, insulting humor, and I just, I, I would just, I would just smile and go like this show. God, I love it. <laughs> Hell, even in the third season, um, on like the last, um, on like the last few episodes, it was like, is that, uh, he was like, what the hell is that? Yeah, you know, like the last episode, he was like, what, what the hell is that? He was like, that's a gateway to hell. And he was like, how do you know? Well, one night I was with this king and we had a bag of something that I thought that we, <laughs> that we found out was not opium. I really don't have time to tell this story right now. <laughs> and I, I started laughing. I was like, that was funny. And, and it's a joy whenever they have something like that. Um, one of my favorite things was again in season three, but it's in the very beginning when it shows Alucard fucking talking to the dolls and then he does the girl voice and he does her accent making fun of uh, Belmont. Dude, I just, I was like, this show right here is it's so good. It's just third season just really screwed the pooch. But the first two, hell, even um, Belmont and Alucard's back and forth with each other. Uh, just the fact that, like, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's like, we're good friends, but we just, we we know we don't like each other, but because of that, we now like each other. <laughs> and you're like, can we admit, like, she broke it? And I was like, yeah, she broke it. And it was like, what, what are you talking about? I was saying that she broke the, the castle. Oh, yeah, she broke it. <laughs> just, I, I, I adored it. I adored their back and forth. Um, 
just uh, Belmont's mentality towards everything. His how his family was excommunicated. They're really the only people capable of even posing the threat to the vampire horde. Is a family of um, monster hunters, and he's the last remaining one. And he just became a drunk because he has nothing, but he still goes around trying to help people. More so that um, he's that uh, I, what's, what's uh, Hancock. If you haven't seen uh, Hancock with Will Smith, uh, goes around still saving people, even though people don't like him. And it's like he's still going around trying to save people, be a hero, but he drinks, he's unkept, and he's just like, un, he's, he's bad. And it's like, he's bad. Uh, well, people point out the negative about him being a superhero, but at the same time, he's still a superhero. And he's still, well, he's still trying to help people, despite the fact that no everyone is screaming at him, we don't want you to help. But he's still trying to help. So, I... I felt that with Belmont. That's what I got, you know, and it's like him constantly wanting beer and wanting to drink and just not wanting to be bothered. But at the same time, he still went out of his way to help people. But he was a more realistic type of person in that situation, which again, I adore because I like when anime does stuff like that. When you get a character who says, I don't want to be bothered. And then they just go, Oh, well, I guess if I got to get dragged along by these other people, no, I, I like a character who goes, I don't want to be bothered. And then they literally mean that. And then when something happened, they're only brought in by circumstance, not because it's a, Oh, I guess I have to, you know, not, not like a breaking of will or whatever. A girl goes, well, you got to do it because you're the chosen one. Well, since I'm the chosen one, I guess I have to. No, like you go, no, fuck that. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, but while you're leaving, monsters come and attack you because they're like, it's the chosen one. And it's like, well, I have to fight them to live, but I don't want to be bothered with this, you know. So I like that they had that with Belmont. Belmont just had a, a perfect mentality of just, I'm, I'm capable of helping you, but we're not going to sit here and pretend that we're just going to stop all the bad shit from happening from this one saving incident. Like, no, there's... You need to get out of the city. Like, this place is going to get overrun by monsters. I'm going to go save somebody. But you people need to get out of the city. Everyone else don't want to leave because this, these people are crazy. <laughs> and it was like, so, just, it was like, I'm going to go give the remains of your granddaughter. But then after that, y'all got to get out of the city. And it was like, y'all have no reason to be here. It ain't going to do nothing but get you killed. And that's insane. And then after he does it, then he tells them, you need to leave. Like, that was the deal. You need to get out of here. Like, there's no point for you to die over inconsequential bullshit. But it's like you keep there, you sit there and go, no, please, like, you still need to stay, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, ugh, no. <laughs> and then, again, later he was kind of brought in as a victim of circumstance. They had to do some shit, and then because they weren't doing stuff, he essentially got tricked into helping her release Alucard. And over some stuff that the Seekers knew and whatnot, and they just omitted from telling him. So, again fine i like that because again it didn't break his personality it didn't go against his will of essentially going like yeah i don't want to do that i think this is dumb that's not a real story that's stupid for you to believe that well, what if all those traps were set there because they're protecting something either or those traps could have been set there so they could kill somebody because that's just what people do they do creepy shit like that that's what this world is and i just love that he had that dynamic with um is it celeste uh, Celeste, Celine, whatever, whatever the magic, um, uh, girl was, um, the Avatar, she was the Avatar, um, if you haven't seen Avatar Last Night Bender, that, that's what she was, um, cause that's, that's perfect, a perfect example for her and magic, she was in the Avatar, and there's nothing wrong with that until the third season, but before then, yeah, yeah, she was fine, but, um, and I, again, 
like that dynamic behind their characters, you know, and it's like she's this wide-eyed hopeful. Her her literal people and religion is around just constantly telling and saying different, um, you know, keeping the words of history and saying stuff and letting people know like there's hope or giving value to, to history of long past and seeking knowledge and learning and being excited to learn and whatnot. That's it, literally her religion is to go about learning and being happy to learn. And you got someone like Belmont who essentially knows what he knows and he don't like it. You know, and it was like, I, I know about Monster Hunter. He he was illiterate. He didn't need it in his line of work. He didn't need to read in order to understand to fight monsters. But at the same time, he knew all about fighting monsters. He knew the intricacies of um, he knew the intricacies of using his weapons and stuff like that. I uh, know he wasn't he was like completely illiterate, but like, you know, he couldn't read some of the texts and some of the things that popped up because it just hey, it wasn't his forte. It was different languages and things like that. He didn't need it. It wasn't a necessity for him to learn it. So he did. And I love that. And it was like he was someone who did not the bare minimum, but he did what he did in order to survive. And that's he was perfectly capable of doing that on his own. He didn't need all the extra glitz and glamour that came with supposedly being part of the Belmont family. But essentially was just lost arts that he was never really taught or he just didn't care to learn. Well, he wasn't really taught because it was like sealed up and everything. So fantastic. Fantastic. And then you have Alucard, who's basically the, he was the emo of the group, because you need a Sakura, you need a Naruto, and you need a Sasuke. Um, or a Ash, a Misty, and a Brock. <laughs> or a, um, or a Shinji, Asuka, and a Rei. Or Monkey King, Pig, Water Demon. That's, because that's where they all come from. Everything comes from the, um, from Journey to the West. Any anime that has a three-man thing is Journey to the West. It's, it's always Journey to the West. Every time it's Journey to the West. You're never... I, I'm upset that I came to that realization, but I came to that realization there's nothing I can do about it. But every fucking time, all the time, no matter what, it's always going to be Journey to the West. No matter what. So, but they did that, and it was like, hey, the emo role needs to go to somebody. <laughs> and it went to Alucard. And I thought Alucard was great. He was struggling and dealing with the fact that, hey, his mother passed, his father went crazy, now his father going around killing people, which is he was just something that he knew his mother definitely did not want, but his father was doing it anyway, and he was just distraught over the fact that, like, my father could just be so hurt over my mother's passing that he would completely destroy everything that she cared and loved for. And, like, hell, it even, it draws you back to the beginning of the series in which the mother was screaming out, forgive these people, you know? It's like, they, they don't understand. Their lack of knowledge is what's hindering them. That's why they have these barbaric ways. And it's like, they're not up to learning about stuff like I am. So you gotta understand, like, these people, they just, hey, they're just dumb. <laughs> like, they're, they're morons. The common clay of the new world. You know, morons. And, and, that, and that was it. But, like, she didn't fault them because of that. It's just that they just had a lack of knowledge. Hell, they constantly said within the series, it's lost knowledge or, like, um, ancient stuff. And it's, like, seemed like common uh, machinery or, well, like, something that would lead into eventual machinery and whatnot. But people just disavowed it as either it went against the church or they didn't care to learn about it or anything like that. So it just became knowledge lost. And I thought that was great. And it was, like, perfectly e e exemplifying where they stand in this world. The church is put on high, but there's demons and shit running around, and people just care to listen to the church because the church supposedly got all the answers. But in this particular situation, the church is the reason for all these demons running around. And the only people capable of actually helping, they excommunicated, and that family done died out. 
It, like, it just shit upon shit upon shit upon shit to make this world just even more shittier. And it is grand. Just a wonderful tapestry of fuck <laughs> in order for this world to just be showcased and that goddamn somebody has to save something. And even after Dracula is dead, it doesn't mean that, like, the horde of monsters disappeared or that all evil was gone or anything sappy and dumb like that. And it was like, no, there were still vampires running around. There were still evil creatures going around eat, killing people and whatnot. But, again, that's a testament to who Belmont is as his family was tasked with stopping shit like that. And that's why he has that entire library underneath his house that is nothing but a giant museum as to the destruction and the killing of the vampire race, which is something that Alucard points out. And then it was like, it was like, it's a, it's like a, a monument showing like just how to kill my people. Why would I like being down here? <laughs> it was like, this is terrible. And it was like, yes, you do that. You think that way. You should think that way. You're a normal person, Alucard. Stay that way. <laughs> and I'm your doctor. Do what I say. <laughs> um, I, I felt that that was a natural conclusion with a character like Alucard, as you have Celeste going around just excited to see books upon books of stuff, and even coming to a way of um, thinking bad about her people's way of thought, and she was like, us going around just saying stuff to each other without writing it down is stupid. She was like, because look at all this knowledge that would have been lost if we just, like, someone just kept it to memory. And it was like, yeah, you need to write shit down. It was like, well, duh. <laughs> it, was like, it seems real dumb that there's a religion that like hasn't figured that out. But hey, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I, I, I like that she said that. I wish they would have did more with that or have her like constantly question or go against that mindset. But eh, nah, 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 nah. But uh, even to go so far as to have um, Alucard just play along with them when they had certain jokes and whatnot, but still racking his brain over the mindset that, hey, I need to kill my father. What he's doing is horrible. But also, it's like he would never really openly show how bad it was affecting him. But when we did get moments where he was alone, he was shown, it was showing that, yeah, this was eating him up inside, you know? And it was like, and why wouldn't it? He has to kill his own fucking father, regardless of the bad he did. And and I just felt that that was fantastic. Oh, I'm sitting in my bed. Um... And I just felt that that was fantastic. They did so well with bringing out the most of these characters that I, I, I it, it was just so well done just to show these characters and have them do things and interact without showing um, a flashback backstory bullshit and whatnot or anything like that. It was like, no, you got the here and now for them. And then you was able to flesh out everything and anything about them. And, and I loved it. I loved it. You didn't need to do so much with Celeste. You knew she was a magician and she was traveling around with her people and they were nomadic. That was it. Everything else to her is basically brand new. She didn't know about all of this shit. Her people don't go around fighting monsters. So it was like all the inclinations and stuff of what they were going around doing was so brand new to her. But she had to react quickly, which was a testament to her in um, intelligence because her people go around seeking knowledge. So it was it was fine. I like that. It's <laughs> so good. That's so great. And then you got Belmont, who's a person who is capable of doing. He just chooses not to do. The man was going around wiping out and killing monsters by himself. Perfectly fine. He did not need the help 
of Alucard or Celeste. So when they did help, it was needed, you know, it was appreciated, but it was shown that it wasn't needed. He was capable of doing bad all by himself. He was he was trained to fight monsters. He knew, he had like an encyclopedic knowledge of different monsters, different types, weaknesses, and things like that. Why wouldn't he? It was beaten into him since, um, since he was little in order to be a part of the Belmont family line. And so even though they were excommunicated, like he was still trained to be this monster hunter. So having that and showing that was great. Him, uh, they could have did more with him just like, you know, saying the names of different types of monsters or telling them all what they're capable of doing and what they need to do in order to defeat it and whatnot. They should have had more moments like that, which I would have appreciated. But again, at the fights and in the action scenes, they kind of just really blended in a fast-paced manner, so they didn't necessarily need that. In a slower-paced anime, I could see that being a thing where it would be warranted or needed, but then again, slower-paced anime requires so much fucking exposition. And when you have an anime that knows what the hell it's doing, and it goes fast-paced, you don't need exposition. Because exposition is stupid. So, you didn't need that. You know, he knew what the fuck he needed to do, and bam, they went from there. But I just would have liked it if he would have just... That, that knowledge and everything just showing up every once in a while over and over again where it'd be like, oh, this this type of demon, we got to do that. Or it was like, I've never seen that before. Or what the hell is that? You know, something like that. That would have been akin and like things like that to happen. But I digress. That's just a personal thing for me with him. But um, then going into the action, the action scenes was so smooth. I loved it. I loved it. The first season's action scenes was just... Man, that was the bee's knees. <laughs> and the second season, when Alucard and Dracula were fighting, and these bastards were going from room to room, just bare-knuckle brawling each other, I was like, this is the shit I wanted to see on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> you know? And I was like, I, I would like to see other anime, when they have fight scenes, do shit like this. Just, it was like, I know they're stronger. I know they're real fast and everything. But it's like, I'm under, I understand that they're moving at incredible speed, and they're fighting, and it's just, it's it's a thrill to watch. They're having everything work together. The, the environment, their fight, their fighting styles, the, the punches and whatnot. Hell, even the small moments when they would speak while they were going at it. Fantastic. Fantastic. Even having Belmont and then Celeste coming up, trying to intervene and help in the fight. And then you just have the fight speak for itself without, again, exposition. Because exposition is bullshit. You know, she's putting the fire in Dracula's face, but then it's hitting Alucard, and you see him wince. So because of that, she pulls back on the fire, which gets out, which gets um Dracula to slap her ass around, you know, and she goes flying. Fantastic! And it's like you didn't need Alucard to go. Oh, it's hurting me too. And her, oh no, it's a fire. And it was like, yes, it might be strong against vampires, but Alucard is also half vampire. It's hurting him too. Should I pull back or no? I can't take that chance. I'm gonna pull back. So you didn't need that, <laughs> you know. It's like you just had to watch the fight scene. Oh, and then explained all of that. But if you was watching something like JoJo, that would have been the whole fucking thing. I, don't, I hate JoJo. <laughs> but uh, it it was good. Like, it, it was just really good. It was just so good. It's just so crisp and fluid and and just, God, I can't express enough how much I like the fighting. You know? It just, it just the, Whenever they did action and fight scenes, they were just so good. On the first and second season. And now let's talk about what they did on the third. After these messages. So the third season's um, approach towards the action scenes was god fucking awful. Um, they looked like shit. 
it wasn't until the final fight that I actually cared of what was going on. Other than that, everything looked terrible. I did not like it. Me did not like it at all. It just seemed so... Ugh. Like it, the, it, the, the motions and the fluid, the, the fluid motions were gone. Stuff looked like it had a motion blur effect on it. And I was like, why would it do that? Like, there's a lag in color behind every time the characters move as if to insinuate, like, oh, yeah, like, they're doing some really cool move or this is like some rotoscope bullshit or whatever and it was like why why are you doing this you you are taken away from the fast pace um motion of the action and instead making it look like as if these were regular people fighting it it's the bullshit that happened with um if you look into uh red versus blue the web series when uh monty um passed away and then they had to change up how they did their action scenes and you can see that there's a huge degradation in talent when they had to do stuff like that. But with this anime, it was weird because you were showcasing characters who I know were capable of these wonderful um, and like wonderful animatic feats, but you were showing them in such slow, weird ways. Like having Belmont struggle with two normal guys is just disgusting. When you've already showcased in two fucking seasons this man going at it with goddamn monsters. Hell, you even opened up the third season with him fighting monsters, which also looked terrible, especially considering the fact that you had him look like a loser against just one monster. And that's, again, a testament to how horrible the third season was, but um, more on that later. But just even still, you have him fight two grown men who is like, well, now I finally get to do something, as if... He, his existence before in this quandary of a season was just so unnecessary that he felt that he was unnecessary up until the point where they needed someone to just be a muscle head, which I felt was a horrible transition of his character. But at the same time, when they fought, it also was a horrible transition of his action because he's hitting these guys and punching them and giving them left and rights, but it just seems like if he was a regular dude fighting other regular guys, it seems like one of the first things he would learn in how to fight monsters is how to take down a regular fucking dude beforehand. And then it's like, all right, now if you take down a werewolf, which is three times this thing's strength, this is what you need to do. But him going up against a regular person, him clocking them in the jaw, hitting them over the head, knocking them down, and then they just get right the fuck back up. Just, I thought it was like one of the biggest insults ever. And then Celeste come by, he's breathing heavy. And then like, oh yeah, I guess I needed one of them a lot. Like, <laughs> like, like he hasn't been doing this for a while. And it was like, he just fought Dracula a few months ago. We know that he keeps up with his training because again, we didn't see him train or anything like that. And then he fought fucking Dracula. And now he's just traveling with Celeste, still going around doing the monster hunt thing. It's just that he has her with him. So... Why would we sit here and believe that, oh, no, he's, like, out of shape or he's losing his fervor or whatever? What the fuck is fervor? <laughs> and I didn't, I thought that was bad. I thought that was really bad. And then if, it's like, hey, biases aside, you know, and I was like, you can say what you say, but it is a current trend going on where they put females over males in certain forms of media and it just seemed like in this third season it was just girl power heavy the fact that it focused so fucking much on what the hell those um vampire bitches were doing in their castle when they actively did nothing literally nothing happened with them 
You just found out their plan, which took forever, and then you found out about them, which took forever, and then you found out about a way that they were going to use the stupid dude from the last season into doing stuff or tricking him again when he was already tricked before. Because that's fantastic writing right there. And it did absolutely nothing, and it went absolutely nowhere. But they got fucking more screen time than Isaac, who was going around turning people into demons, and then apparently subsequently had a demon go to another church to open up a portal to bring Alucard back. Unbeknownst to Isaac ever mentioning it or anything like that, I wish they would have gave some clarity towards it or whatever, but they didn't, so hey, fuck it. But again... He didn't get anything, and he was the far more interesting of everybody this entire season. Hell, Alucard didn't even do anything. If anything, they just had Alucard transition from a one bad encounter with two people after months of being alone into just total degradation into almost becoming like his father again by the end of it. And again, it was like, what type of a reversal of a character are you trying to do? And the shit was so goddamn noticeable from the beginning. It, it, it disgusted me. I was like, they're only going to go one way with this because they don't know what the fuck they're doing right now. This this is bad writing. If it was good writing, then it wouldn't turn out the way that it's going to turn out. But I know it's going to turn out that way because it's bad writing. And what happened? It turned out exactly the way I predicted it because it's bad writing. And, ugh, stupid. And it's not a, and there's, there's a total difference between predictability and just quality of a story. You know, you can predict the story is going to end out a certain way and still enjoy it. I predicted the story was going to end out a certain way and I didn't enjoy it. That's why it was bad. It, it, like, it, like, again, like I said, the dialogue and the interactions and the back and forth between certain people, I liked immensely, even in the third season. Hell, um, the dude who was the judge, who obviously was a fucking serial killer, um, the dude who was a judge, when he sat there and talked with the, um, the count dude, and he was like, uh, I'm gonna use a, he was like, talking about toilet paper, and he, what the fuck is toilet paper? <laughs> and I, like, generally, funny ass moment, had me laughing. <laughs> but again, I was like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> like, so obvious the judge dude is a serial killer, so obvious that everything that's going on is not, um, exactly what it seemed. It's so completely obvious that all of these stories are not gonna come to a head. I wish they would, it would make sense on watching it, but it seems like you gave us characters that we are interested in, and now we're seeing their individual stories, but the shit doesn't connect, so why the fuck should I care about these individual stories if they really don't matter to a story that has more pressing matters at hand? I don't need to see these vampire bitches trick this dumbass again. He's been tricked before. That's not that hard to do. If you would have had it to moment where he was going to shine out his craziness of being tricked and manipulated was to come to head and then he became something that was unpredictable to the vampire bitches, yeah, that'd be interesting. That'd be something worth watching. But it wasn't. You just showcased the exact same thing that you did in the previous season all over again. And... Why the hell am I watching Alucard train two people if they're not going to actively either use his training or try to use their, um, the training that he gave them to try and actually kill him? You didn't do that. You had a weird-ass group sex scene for some fucking reason, and then you had them get killed in order to make Alucard just become completely shitty, which I could easily see them either making him a new Dracula, which is probably reminiscent of one of the Castlevania games, or making it to where he just can't trust people anymore and you might have Belmont and Celeste come in order to try and either stop him or figure out a way to do, like, you know, 
stop, like help him or they finally talk him down from almost going crazy or whatever. But the shit didn't connect with what the hell Belmont and Celeste girl were doing. So why the fuck did it matter? You know, <laughs> it was like if it like that was unnecessary. It was unnecessary because the because uh, Celeste and Belmont were trying to stop a demon from opening a portal to hell. I don't need to see the castle bullshit if there's a hell portal being opened up. Show me the hell portal stuff. That seems like it's far more important. What Alucard is going through this, I don't fucking care. <laughs> it's like he's not doing anything presently. Give him a reason or some mindset of letting him do something. If they would have just justifiably have him hand down teachings of vampire killing and whatnot, and then it went smoothly him teaching the girl and the boy and then them just actively leaving and then him feeling alone and then you act and then you um just a little bit later you start seeing that more people are seeking him out to learn how to fight monsters and demons that would have been fine why would that have been fine because it would have been something that could have led onto something bigger that would have made absolute sense but just destroying his character and having him kind of turn out to be just like dracula it's fucking stupid essentially you just pulled a sasuke <laughs> I'm gonna defeat my brother. My brother's actually trying to save me. Uh, I guess I'll become like my brother. <laughs> well, your brother was trying to save everybody. You're trying to destroy everybody because my brother. <laughs> you're not smart, are you? <laughs> brother, 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 brother. They are lawn mowing outside of my house, and it is horrifying. God damn it! It's like I had to pick the perfect time for this bullshit to happen. <laughs> You know, for me to do my podcast. You're so smart, Daniel. You're so smart. I can't even hear you. I can't hear you over the sound of... It's just just god-awful. Just so god-awful. They have Belmont and Celeste do something that just, just struggled to actually keep interesting by stringing you along, like, for the longest time. And it was just such a clean breakaway from what the original two seasons were that it was just un ultimately uninteresting to me and beyond unwatchable. Like, just not, not in the sense of, oh, you got to turn this off because there's no point to it or anything like that. I mean, like, there's no point even looking at this season because it's blah, blah, blah. But it's like they're clearly going to lead on to more shit later on, so you got to watch it. But by all means, this is the weakest of all the um, installations. And it has more episodes, which is even a bigger kick in the pants because it's like when you look at it, why? It didn't seem like it needed to take that long to convince a dumbass to be a dumbass or to get tricked in the first place. It didn't seem like it needed to take that long in a showcase Alucard training or opening up the minds to these two characters who eventually you were going to have him kill. It did not seem to need to take too long to just establish that there was a crazy ass cult trying to summon hell and then that they were doing it underneath their church. It just seemed like all the pieces were right there in front of them, but it just took forever for everybody to finally make the goddamn puzzle. It's like the pieces are right there. Put the puzzle together. No, let's think about this. Who put this puzzle right here? It doesn't fucking matter. Make the puzzle. Um, if we were going to make it, what should we start with? The centerpiece first? How the fuck would you know if the centerpiece? Unless you start making the puzzle. <laughs> Get a goddamn corner piece and let's go. Why are, we, why are we wasting time with this? You can just finish the puzzle. Nah, but there's, there's, there's got to be, you know, there's got to be some kind of trick or something. Something you pull on on a, on a slow person. It's like, oh my gosh, like, why are we doing this? 
having them go around doing some private investigator bullshit when these people are supposed to be monster hunters in a world where there's fucking monsters running around why even dove in the cult shit i thought that was interesting up until the point where they started treating them like they were babies i was like this motherfucker has a goddamn chain whip that when it hits a monster they explode why are we dealing with these people as if they need to be coddled they legit told you that they worship um dracula and they want to go to hell they're not normal you should not care about their feelings the rest of the town folks don't care about their feelings it'd be dumb to not do anything to them immediately because they're obviously waiting on some shit and if you're waiting for them to finish it you might as well be letting goku hold his hands up to make the fucking spirit bomb but that only works if you don't know goku's making a spirit bomb as far as the show will go <laughs> oh man if you remember on Dragon Ball Z, there was a moment where Goku put his hands up to make a spirit bomb. Vegeta stopped him, and he did it again, but they had to distract Vegeta, rightfully so, in order for Goku to finish making a spirit bomb. Then when he did it with Frieza, Frieza kept knocking Goku to the ground because he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. So then everyone else had to fight and distract Frieza so Goku could finish making a spirit bomb, rightfully so. But if you got everyone out there holding their hands up, and then you as an idiot are sitting back going, okay, let's see how this goes, then you're pulling some dumb shit. Which is reminiscent of a lot of 90s anime, but... <laughs> Ooh, the Transformers. Let's, let's see what it looks like. Oh, it should be some good mm, snickerdoodles afterwards, hopefully. Mm, yes, that is good. Aha! Uh -huh. <laughs> just... And I, I thought that was just so dumb. They were seeing these people edge shit into the side of people's houses, and then they knew what the symbol meant, but they didn't know exactly what the purpose of it was. And I was like, well, then get rid of the symbols. Why aren't they, like, marking the symbols off or cutting them off of the buildings and whatnot? That would make sense to do as well as, as a cult who's using magic that they don't know what it, um, they don't understand or know what it is, is trying to implement something. And they're using this town folk, or they're using the town as a base of operations. So whenever they carve stuff into certain areas and certain places, why not fucking ruin the carving? Why, why would you let it stay there? Sand it off or something. It obviously has some type of special meaning. You're dealing with, the, you're in a world where there's magic dealings and whatnot. And then the only excuse behind all of it when it finally was put into motion is that the Celeste bitch gets to go, I just didn't see it. Didn't, why? Why? What do you mean you didn't see it? Y'all saw the symbols. Y'all just didn't know what they meant. Then when you got actually understood what they meant, why would you let them stay? Why not sand them off? Get rid of the symbols. Why keep them around? Obviously, the cult is using it for something bad. It can't possibly be good, so why keep it up? Stupid. Stupid-ass logic. You're keeping it up in order for the thing to happen at the end of the series in order for them to actually happen. <laughs> Cause and effect. Jesus Christ. So dumb. The series was just completely uninteresting. It's just so ridiculous everything had absolutely no fucking meaning if anything by the end of it all you got celeste to finally drop down from her high horse of actually being this advent um in love with adventure type person that's like we're going around fighting monsters saving people blah 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 i'm having an adventure and which was incredibly annoying and idiotic. It made sense for her character to be excited about going around doing good and using her knowledge and whatnot to help and fight people. Hell, it was also weird, in my opinion, that her and Belmont would just start fucking out of nowhere. It, I would have liked it if this season would have built up them having a relationship. I get that they've been traveling for a couple of months, but again, still, 
rather than slowly building up their relationship, thinking about will they, won't they type aspect. That would have been far more apparent to me. Also, the concept of her wanting to tackle everything with a more diplomatic approach, finding out what the hell these people are going, finding out what everyone, what these um, cult people are trying to do, and at the same time, figure out a, a more diplomatic way of saving these people from this obvious wrong choice in, in religion. While Belmont's mindset is that these people are fucking crazy, we need to get rid of them, we need to help the town folk, and then be on our way. Or, he could be dismissive and goes, this isn't our problem, because I'm not supposed to deal with human matters. This has nothing to do with monsters, and that's against how my family works and operates. Humans are allowed to make mistakes. They're humans. I'm not in charge of adequately bothering them and whatnot. And then when it came to light that there were monsters involved, he then started to get actively involved. But him and Celeste have already reached the crossroads where their ideals clearly don't meet up. And that would have been a fantastic arc to have with their story. Whereas, like, yes, we traveled together, we fought monsters, and we are friends. But at the same time, we come from different backgrounds and different ideals, and we have different ways of doing shit. And honestly, like, they could have mentioned the fact that Alucard wasn't there. And without Alucard, we don't have a middle person to kind of guide us on a right on a path. Because when we were all together, we only had one goal. But now... What exactly is our goal? um, Belmont could have been dealing with the fact that, hey, I like traveling with Celeste, but Celeste is trying to do something that I honestly have spent my entire life trying, like, not to get into it. And I'm scared of trying to go back into it because I don't know the the consequences of me actively trying to go back into um, my house of fighting monsters and um, bringing up the Belmont name, while with Celeste is more so still with that mindset of a wide-eyed wanderer who just gets to soak in all this knowledge and see the world for um see the world through stories and is told blah 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 and then it's just there's an ideal that hey there's good in all people you can help somebody you know like we don't have to sit here and judge them like we would monsters while belmont's mindset would be sometimes humans are the monsters that would have been a perfect uh, perfect that would have been a perfect point counterpoint with these characters. It should have came to a head during this season, seeing as how they were traveling together. But they got rid of all of that. Uh, that was a goddamn scam call. But they got rid of all of that by immediately having them fuck. And that's a bad thing. Like, I don't... I, I generally did not like the fact that they just started this season having them be in a relationship. Like, they just automatically are already fucking. And... We didn't get to see that transition. We just, is just established. It was just established to us, they're fucking. Um, and that, that's a bad thing. That is honestly a very, 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 very bad thing. Because of the fact that essentially there was a hell of a lot of character development behind that. Or just moments that these characters could have had that would have been opt. That, that I would have opt to see and witness in order to justify their relationship. But they just established it. Beginning of the season, they're together. Bam! Well, you got to see moments when they got close in the previous season. That don't mean that you start fucking. Just because a girl comes and raises her head on your shoulder doesn't mean that, oh, she wants the D. No, that just means she finally fucking trusts you. So we see that transition from trust into feelings, and then from that feelings into relationship. If we would have gotten that, I would be less opt as, as to why he would just go along with everything that she says. Or this season would turn her into the far more badass monster hunter person just because she could do magic or have him be lackluster in a lot of his action scenes only to have him do some dope shit at the very end on the last episode which apparently he should have been able to do from the very fucking beginning but that would be stupid (laughs) apparently that would be dumb 
that would be not good. So we had to have the story that we got in this third season in order to string along them trying to do some goddamn CSI private investigator bullshit with a fucking cult that wants to go to hell (laughs) and at the same time just have her leading the way while him just stumbling along. And the only good thing that we got out of that is that funny moment, uh, in my opinion, when he finally got to drink beer after a long time of not getting alcohol and then he was like, oh, that's better than sex and it just made her upset. And I was like, that is the truth out of that man. <laughs> like he meant every word of that. And then from her, who's just not, who's just starting to get some, like she was upset. And he was like, well, I'm gonna take my cold feet and shove them up your ass. And like she, and it's like, you know, she was upset and walked away and whatnot. But I was like, that was funny. That was generally funny. But again, I I'm cool with that going away if we got to have their relationship kind of be something. Hell, um, Hell, in the beginning when they were talking about laying together and her feet being cold, I didn't immediately jump to the conclusion that they were fucking. I just thought, like, you know, they slept together for warmth, which wouldn't be ridiculous or anything like that. But then as the conversation kept going, I was like, oh, no, they fucking. And then when it finally showed them laying in um, in an inn and they were in bed together, and I was like, ah, so they definitely fucking. (sighs) Hell, even the transition of Alucard basically getting a threesome with a guy and a girl. I was like, well, if this was Belmont and Celeste, I'm pretty sure like that would be the the, the absolute goal for him, right? Because I guess he's bi or whatever. And I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> I thought that was a ridiculous scene as well. But that transition into so much ridiculousness is, is, is disturbing. It's just... The third season was horrible. The third season was horrible, and it came off of the back of something that was actually really good and really interesting. The fact that the two, that the brother and sister who traveled from Japan that came to see Alucard dealt with their own hell from a vampire lord that was one of um, Dracula's generals who essentially was called away when Dracula was trying to kill everybody, and then she just happened to subsequently die in the process, freeing um, the, the brother and sister's people. But them still being afraid of any vampire coming back and just taking over from what um, from what she did. And like then Alucard trying to teach them in order for them to protect themselves. I thought that was fine. That was fine. It, it, it actually gave more to the lore and the fact that like, yeah, these lords have territories. They got people who they've been fucking with. And why not be that? Why not have that be the motivation for Alucard to go around wanting to teach people ways to protect themselves from vampires, not getting rid of vampires all right. But at the same time, understand like teaching these people to understand and know, hey, they come from this type of place. But at the same time, they don't fucking need to eat people. So if you do find an, um, a vampire that's just well on his way to just um, being civil, you know, you can leave him the fuck alone. They're all not evil. They're not all evil. Some people are good. And it's like, I'm a testament to that. I'm half vampire. So why not have that mindset with it? And then it just come to a head of Alucard's loneliness as it pertains to the fact that he's going around teaching people who eventually will leave him. And this constant abandonment that he's feeling is coming to a head. And it's kind of messing with him on a certain, on a, in a certain level. But at the same time, stuff can be happening to where, again, much like before when he had to kill his fathers, he has to push his emotions down in order to do the greater good. There's now these other vampires uh, messing with these other people. Or far more and more people are seeking his help. And then he... 
is lacking and like he's trying to come to a conclusion on how to help and teach these people but he just can't handle it all and it's kind of overwhelming but at the same time he's upset at the fact that he's getting to know these people getting to learn um, learn a lot from them teach them a lot of stuff and then they eventually have to leave him which is what he ultimately really doesn't want because he himself is super lonely because everyone in his family is fucking dead and then he had to kill his own goddamn daddy that would have been a fine motivation for Alucard. But all we got at the end was, oh, he supposedly almost had a threesome in a weird, awkward anime sex scene, which followed another weird sex scene, which followed even stupider reasoning behind other bullshit with the bitches in the castle. But you had a weird sex scene for some reason. Um, oh, the nipples on the sister were drawn very nicely, though. I, I appreciate that. Their nipples were drawn nicely. The the vampire bitch's nipples, mm-mm. But the nipples on the sister, she kind of had some plump good ones, and the nipples were drawn nicely. It, 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 was, it was good. You know, it was good. <laughs> but you give them that awkward sex scene, and then for some reason, you then have them betray him, and their main hang-up is the fact that he won't move the castle when he already said he can't move the castle. And they want to take the castle and start their own empire, which completely deviates away from them being just that we couldn't stand the fact of being controlled by a vampire and them also understanding the fact of or going to the motion of going of how lonely Alucard is the he he's doing what he's doing because he knows eventually we'll have to leave even though we have to leave to help our people but he's slowly you know, like maybe he's not telling us everything maybe he's like um, keeping some information for from us so he can keep us here for a long time. And then it just gets to a point where they finally confront him and they go, we have to go now. Or you is like, like you have to like, have you told us everything? And it's like, cause we have to go to help our people. We have to use what you've taught us to help our people. And then him kind of just being reluctant to let them go. But at the same time, knowing that they have to go and, that would have been a fine transition for Alucard. And it just, and then it ends with that, him going out, getting the food to cook again, being all alone. And then you have another group of people walking up saying that they're seeking the help of the one who killed Dracula. And that would have been a fine way to end that season. Instead of what we got, which was ridiculous because they were naked when he killed them. And then they were wearing clothes outside of the house. So did he put clothes on them after he killed them? And then the clothes didn't even have blood on them, but they were blood. It was weird. Did the clothes have blood? I can't remember. But it was weird. Why would he put clothes back on him? I just think it would be, it's far more horrifying for me to see a, a, a grotesque um, on a spike, on a pike, um, dead body if it was butt ass naked rather than if it was covered in like a nightgown or something. It just, like, well, you know, at least, you know, <laughs> I was like, well, at least they're decent. <laughs> they're, they're decent dead bodies rather than the, huh, you know, <laughs> just, I don't know. That's just me. And then to go the route of pulling a Dracula, you know, where you just you know, put him on a spike. Or uh, Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> Vampire lore. Look it up. Um, but it's like going from that route to do that with Alucard to essentially either um, let you know or think like he might become another Dracula or something like that. Or fix the machine to move the castle. Or the castle might just stay in place. Or blah, 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 blah. I don't know and I don't care, but if it actually mattered to the any of the other stories that were fucking going on, that would have been cool. But it didn't. Hell, they could have been um, some of the, the, the monster things that Isaac made, who he sent after Alucard in all of them. Or he could have heard what happened to Alucard. And then that was his mindset after killing the traitor. Is I'm going to go after Alucard and the Belmont guy, because they were the ones responsible for killing Dracula. Any of that. 
in order to make sure that all of these stories are still connected in some fucking way would have been fine and fantastic, but they didn't do that. They decided to pull whatever the fuck that they did. And even, and I, I so adored what the hell was happening with Isaac. The fact that he would get just the minimalistic of kindness from a stranger who even though would know that he's a forge master or was aware of the monsters and whatnot, but didn't care, and would just show him just the smallest amount of kindness. And then he would come into a town or a village or whatever with a horde of monsters, not realizing that they're fucking monsters and people were going to be goddamn freaked out about it. But him still acting with the mannerisms of, hey, you know, we don't want no trouble. We're just passing through. <laughs> and then everyone is like, those are monsters. We don't trust you. And him, oh, the humans are just disgusting. I love that. And then the fact that it happened again and again was a testament to his character. The fact that he's someone who has a gentle nature. He had a gentle nature, but it got distorted and turned because of the world that he's in. And because of that, he's doing what he got to do in order to do what he got to do. And I like that with his character. That's great with his character. The fact that he was someone who took down one of the goddamn generals by himself because he uttered the idea of betraying Dracula is something that I thought was fantastic for Isaac. And the fact that he's so gung-ho with killing the vampire bitch who was responsible for Dracula's downfall in the first place and everything. Again, fan-fucking-tastic. Isaac is so far more interesting than everybody else when what they got going on um, in the third season. And the fact that he only got the minimal of um, Showtime is annoying as fuck to me because I was just so interested in everything he had going on. Him going around killing people, turning them into hordes of his monsters, building up his army so he can rival and go up against the, um, the fucking vampire bitches who, don't even, who aren't even aware that he's coming. But they themselves are building up their own army so they can take over whatever they need to take over. It was good. Oh, it was so good. It's just, uh, man. It's like they, it had so much potential, but someone fucked it up along the way. Oh, like the vampire bitches standing in their castle. We, the, the, you know how people are going to be when they figure out, like, it's, it's women vampire women who are taking over I was like why 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 is that becoming why is that a thing why should that be a thing why does that need to be a thing you guys were perfectly ruling the way that you were all this time why now would it be so such a testament to your character because you're these women who are capable of manipulating and controlling and leading on your own that that's such a big fucking deal I didn't care I really didn't care when it was like it was these is these women that are in control of everything. It wasn't until they said about the fact that there's these women's controlling everything and then two of them happen to be lesbians that I was like, yeah, this is uh, it's stupid. And I was like, and then there's no one else that wants to challenge their power or is like another vampire threat or anything like that that we could focus on or know about that would just become something else to bring up, you know, that, that actually be like something else to look into that would be interesting and whatnot. No, no, it's just, just these vampire bitches. Okay. So are we going to actually see them do anything? No, we're going to see them plan. And, and, and why would we need to see them plan? Well, because they're going to plan to do something later. And, um, yeah, but like in order for that plan to work, they have to trick the dude that was tricked before again, but they already tricked him once. He's, he can't be that hard to manipulate. Right. But 
that we're going to see them manipulate him. And then, ultimately, just get him under control through a ring, so that it doesn't even really fucking matter of the whole slow manipulation bullshit, which was so obvious that was going to be where he was just going to get tricked again. When he threatened the girl, she turned into bats, and then she beat him up, and she came back and was nice to him again. And then even the way how she spoke, where she was saying, good boy, and then his ass was a bang and then doing it. I was disgusted. And I was like, this would be so much better if he was to just jump ship at the end of the season, where he just pulled a complete 180 on their asses, and he was just disgusted at the way how they've been treating him and what's been going on, and he was going to get his revenge. And it was just, but it, it would happen in a sly way, to the point where when she, I was still praying that this bastard will pull some rabbit out of his ass, and it wasn't going to be this predictable nonsense of a story of him just getting tricked again, that when she walked through the door with him and he had the ring on his finger, I was like, please let it be a thing where he done actually killed this bitch, Forge mastered her ass, brought her back to life, they don't know, and then he's using her as a puppet to trick all the women. And he's like, I'm going to just let this happen. And he was like, I'm going to just let this happen until I get my revenge. Because if it wasn't for them, Dracula would still be alive. And then he still have the mindset of hoarding and controlling the human population the way that he did in the beginning of what he thought Dracula was going to let him do. That would have been fantastic. That would have been something out of the gate that you wouldn't have seen coming, considering that the subject matter of everything since was her fine-tuning and controlling this nigger and, and turning him into like the perfect little pet. And, but it didn't. And it just had her fine-tuning and controlling this nigga and turning him to, into, into a perfect little pet in order for her to say just the words at the very end, I gave you what you always wanted. You're not my pet. And I was like, so that was it? That was, that's what you've been working for? You've been doing all of this to make him a pet? I saw it coming a mile away. Why wouldn't he? He's supposed to be intelligent. Oh. <laughs> and it was just so god damn dumb and i was just like I'm, I'm completely bored with all of this bullshit we got man hating bitches in control of a tower who are treating this dude as if he's nothing but the other but this one is gonna like he's like oh i got him like a pet and then he was trying to speak like like wait what hold on i'm being like you tricked me and then she was like Shh, the real people are talking i was like you're not real people you're fucking vampires and i was like you're blood-sucking demons who gives a damn about you but just such a missed opportunity because they obviously were going for um some type of agenda thing or whatever and i don't know if they're trying to or not but whatever it was it completely was stupid just showcasing that hey these bitches are in control and they're thinking and they're planning and like they got a nice dynamic of characters behind one another fine whatever and then the one that's in the leader so like swore i never be subservient to a madman again he's like fine whatever but at the same time, let's not act like these are the end-all, be-all for these bitches. They are clearly flawed, and they could easily be destroyed at a moment's notice. <laughs> it was like, but we're not letting this become apparent because we're giving them absolutely no type of threat to worry about. As far as they're concerned, they're on the top of the fucking world. And that's stupid. That's just incredibly stupid. Hell, even at the end of the season... Belmont and Alucard came, Belmont, Celeste, and Alucard all came to a horrible realization of how this world actually is. Belmont basically was just in the thick of it, living with Celeste, letting her be her happy life. But at the same time, again, which I wish they would have thought up, would brought up throughout the whole season, is having him um, know exactly how fucked up this world really is. Because you can't get that from a group of people who are constantly talking about helping and saving and helping and saving, while with him who is in that pathway of people who go, hey, you're a Belmont, get the fuck out of here. And it's like, well, I'm here to help you. Get the fuck out of here. That's some 
difference. You know, there's a difference of perspective when it comes to people. And then only for you to end it with her being like, I want to leave here and never come back. And she was like, what happened? This isn't how it's supposed to go. Well, we did your world when, you know, did your adventures and saving people. But now this is my world. Like, when it's so fucked up and terrible that you have no other choice but to just throw up in your mouth a little bit whenever someone says, hey, you want a drink? Because <laughs> it's probably blood, they're demons. <laughs> and I, I hated it. I hated it. I, I did not like it. I just did not like it. It was a bad season. And again, I'm harping on it the most because I, I just finished it. But I have nothing but positive things to say about one and two. Hell, even the introduction of the vampire bitch who was tricking to do the Forge Master guy, I was okay with it. Because they had Isaac to balance that out. You got one Forge Master being clearly tricked because of his mindset and his mentality, while the other Forge Master is just so far more intelligent, who essentially was cast to the wayside in the beginning of the season in order to shine at the end of the season. And I was like, that was such a turn of, uh, that was such a paradigm shift. It was fantastic because I'm thinking that the other Forge Master was going to be the main one that they focus on and talk about. He's the main one talking to um, Dracula. He's the main one coming up with the ideas. But Isaac was the one who knew exactly what was going on. And it's like, he wanted all the humans to die. And it was like, well, didn't you think like when afterwards, like Alucard was going to kill you too? He's like, I assume so. I am a human. I, he said all the humans got to die. I assumed he was going to kill everybody and then kill me. That's what I, that's what I wanted. And then the guy's uh, pointing out, he's like, so you wanted to do suicide the long way around. He's like, you can say that, yeah. <laughs> it was like, why not? And then it was like, well, now what do you want to do? And then there was such wonderful character pro um, progression with Isaac in the third season. But again, they didn't focus on his ass enough. And he was like, like what do you want to do? What's your story? Dracula's story was getting revenge for his wife and killing all the humans. But that's not your story. You're living in the shadow of his story. What exactly do you want to do? Like, what is it that sets Isaac apart from everybody else? And I was like, yes, let's do that. <laughs> like, let's focus on that shit. Let him be a threat. He knows about the vampire bitches. He knows about Dracula being killed. He has so much goddamn information and knowledge. And then his power is threatening. But at the same time, right now, he does not have enough soldiers to compete against all the vampires. And he also has a long way to go before he gets to the vampires that he really wants to kill to get his revenge. There's shit in his way. But but the vampire bitches, they just, we just ain't got enough soldiers right now. Man. Oh, whatever we're going to do. We're just so great and amazing and awesome. All this plan is going to work out. We just ain't got soldiers. All we got to do is wait for the idiot to get turned. And that just so, and that just so happens to happen on the last fucking episode after a very awkward sex scene. Also, I'm going to, he, he needs a big bed because uh, he, he's had sex good. What? <laughs> like, just, it didn't, like, I like that, another moment of dialogue. And I was like, ew, what? And she was like, ew, get away from me. <laughs> she was like, I did not need to know that information. Like, why would you tell us that? Like, that was weird. And I, I like, see, there's just certain moments in the dialogue and whenever you speak and I, I adore. But as everything is congruent, Fuck no. How everything happens and every and all the situations and what was going on. Fuck no. The fact that this season just had all of these separate story elements that did not connect together. Fuck no. Ugh. It's just god awful. Especially com coming back from such a well-grouped story. 
from the um, second season. The second season had a fantastic story that had multiple characters dealing with multiple different elements, but it was all coming to a point. It all mattered. Like, yes, they were conspiring against Dracula. Dracula had his own bullshit going on. Isaac had his own bullshit going on and dealing with Dracula. There were other vampires who had other bullshit going on and dealing with Dracula. And then they were being coerced by this other bitch who was trying to betray Dracula. And then you got Belmont, Alucard, and Celeste trying to figure out a way to also stop Dracula. While Dracula was also just not aware or, or cared about any of the shit that was going on. He just wanted all the humans to die. So many elements that were just different, but they connected into some type of way, and by the end of the season, it all came to a point, it all came to a head, it all made sense at the end, and it was better off for it. This was a non-congruent clusterfuck of shit from characters past that made absolutely no sense. Everything that took place, if they were to follow one character over the other, could have easily been rectified within a goddamn flashback if they wanted to do it in another season. But they didn't want to do that. They showed us something that took forever. And it was incredibly boring and stupid. And who gave a fuck? And the only thing I can hope is that in this next season, if they get another season, I'm pretty sure they will because it's incredibly popular. But in the next season, it actually does something that's worthwhile that actually makes the show interesting again. Or these characters interesting. Or it doesn't do something bullshitty where it turns Alucard into a monster or have him, like, um go against his, his ways of everything that was happening or his mother's teaching at the drop of a hat like it tried to do on this season and just actually uh, and then have Belmont and Celeste have to try and kill him or something like that. I hope it doesn't do that because that would suck. But I would love... Um, I can't even tell you what what they should do. The only thing I could say is just more Isaac. Just, just more Isaac and then him dealing with the controversy that he has going on within himself which I, again i'll swear up and down they should have just devoted so much more into handling that than what they did but they did what they did fuck it all right that's all i got to say about it some castlevania season one and two some of my favorite anime i've ever seen um in, in years like it's it, like it's up there to me it, it was just fucking beautiful gorgeous i loved every moment of it i couldn't stop watching it when i watched it i was just binging over and over again castlevania season three horrible mess of problems funny dialogue moments um okay action scenes especially at the end the end and it had a really good action scenes but just ugh. oh yeah and they turned celeste into a goddamn superhero with her magic there was no need for her doing incantations anymore she was kind of like the scarlet witch with her finger movement nonsense but the bitch was just unbeatable she, she would take down hordes of monsters while while belmont was struggling with one she would constantly wreck um wreck and had all the plans of whatever they need to do wreck um she was constantly wrecking shit and then she just would come up after plan after plan after plan, making herself the, the presumed leader of their group or whatnot. And Belmont was just following her like a goddamn puppy. It was annoying. And considering the fact that I believe that the theme of this season was just girl power, it made a lot of sense to me that they would do that to their character. Because again, like I said, Belmont seemed like he was back to the ways of the drunk when he wasn't even drinking as much anymore. And I thought that was dumb. 
I just thought that was completely idiotic as well as a backstep to his character. But again, they gave him a backstep, they gave Alucard a backstep, they kept Isaac stagnant, and then they just tricked the same dude, uh, um, the other Forge Master, all over again. No dude had any real prominent succession in this season. While as in the other seasons, it was just... You didn't need to have them develop their characters. They were their characters. You just got to understand exactly what they were coming from and what and when they used the knowledge that they've gained all of this time into particular points. But just system but just like in real life, circumstances are making shit difficult for me. Yes, I know how to kill a vampire. But circumstances-wise, this, <laughs> this this fight that's going on and all this shit that's happening, the vampires are conspiring against each other. How the fuck are we supposed to know about that, you know? <laughs> And it's like, yes, I'm a Forge Master, but I'm a Forge Master and I hate humans. Circumstances, the vampires are going against the guy that I believe is necessary to kill all the humans. And I, I completely trust and I believe is a close friend of mine. And I don't want anything bad to happen to him, but he himself is not willing to even fight to save himself because he's just that much grieving over what he got going on. Circumstance. But now you're putting it, everyone in a position to where it was like, uh, Belmont seems like a bad deal. Um, uh, monster hunter when we already had that um, pragmatic slowness from him in this first season when he was just getting into the thick of things because he started dealing more and more with monsters but at the same time he wasn't slow or worse for wear it's just that he wasn't he didn't want to do it he was mostly drunk all the time but now he's back in the thick of it and he's doing it at a constant rate but he's still slow and sluggish and everything what the fuck happened and then you got Celeste going around just clearing monsters like there's no tomorrow, but she's the one who's constantly thinking, knowing about stuff that's going on ahead of time. But hey, you know, Belmont, fuck all the, what he can do when he's always been clearly suspicious of people, always second-guess certain things, and also had the mindset of going, hey, sometimes things aren't what they seem to be, and sometimes things are exactly what they seem to be. But we didn't get that. We just got him following Celeste along the whole time. <sighs> Like I said, they seem like a clear shift in agenda, like this female empowerment thing in this season. That's how I personally felt. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that that's how I felt. But at the same time, when you compromise other characters in order to push and prod up on a pedestal other characters, then there's something, there's something to point out about that. And it's just that all the characters that are being put on a pedestal are female, but all the characters that are stagnant are male then I have to point that out. I can't ignore that. It'd be totally different if there were other people put up on that pedestal, but there weren't, and that's the problem. That's the major problem. I'm not saying that there's anything that could, uh, I'm, not, I'm not trying to defend my words or anything like that. I'm, I'm saying exactly what I mean. Like, yeah, if it's some female empowerment bullshit going on, then, hey, you know, go fuck yourself. That's, that ship is dumb, and it's stupid. And I don't care anyone who defends it or whatnot. It's stupid. So, but at the same time, when you're systematically destroying a character in order to push that notion, then yeah, that's a problem. That's a big problem and a no-no, and you shouldn't do that. Ugh, my voice is getting hoarse. <laughs> so, with that, I'm going to end this review of um, Castlevania. Let me know what you think. Um, hit me up at hatetheflame at gmail.com if you want me to know about anything. Oh, I guess before I go, uh, would be a perfect time to... <clears throat> give you a manga. Oh, there's a good one. Uh, whew. Well, that's actually kind of... Ooh. <clears throat> nah, yeah. This one's perfect. Uh, Blue, Gra um, Blue Dragon Ralgrad. 
But there's a manga that you definitely need to check out. Blue Dragon, um, Rao Grad is not that Blue Dragon anime that had a Kira Toriyama artwork in it that was, um, that they showed on Cartoon Network a long time ago. No, 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 no. Fuck that. <clears throat> Blue Dragon Rao Grad is actually really, really good. It's only four volumes long, sadly, but one of the best mangas I've ever read. Um, definitely needs an anime. Hint, hint. Anyone who's listening. But, uh, fantastic. The artwork was done by the guy who did Death Note, and the story is just phenomenal. Boy has a giant dragon in his shadow that he can call out and he fight other monsters that are that come from shadows and the the lore is fantastic the story is fantastic even the ending is good blue grad Rao Dra- um blue dragon Rao grad i always get the words confused but blue dragon Rao grad r-a-l grad <laughs> it fantastic trust me you look at it you um you read it you like it hell i bought it that's how much i liked it and that's saying a lot and i have uh uh I have a manga collection, but only only the, the creme de la creme um, join my ranks. That and, and stuff I just really, really wanted to read, but I didn't want to stay inside of a Borders or a Barnes and Nobles for that long, so I had to buy it. <sighs> Times were hard. <laughs> well, that's it for me. This has been Fun with Flame. I've been your host, Daniel the Flame. And as always, good people, hope you had fun.